हेलो हाय देयर वेलकम टू द गाइडिंग वॉइस पॉडकास्ट सीरीज द गाइडिंग वॉइस फॉर अ बेटर फ्यूचर दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू हेल्प प्रोफेशनल स्टूडेंट्स आईटी एम्प्लॉइज एंड एंटरप्रेन्योर्स टू शेप देयर कैरियर्स डियर लिसनर्स इन एवरी एपिसोड वी इंटरैक्ट विद इंडस्ट्री एक्सपर्ट्स और लीडर्स और कोचेस और एकेडमिशियंस अक्रॉस द ग्लोब टू ड्राइव सम इंसाइटफुल कन्वर्सेशंस दैट विल हेल्प आवर ऑडियंस लर्न ग्रेट थिंग्स आल्सो वी शेयर एन इंटरेस्टिंग ट्रिविया और अ फन फैक्ट अबाउट द आईटी वर्ल्ड और टेक्नोलॉजी टुवर्ड्स द एंड थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन This is Navin, and I will be the solo host for today, as we'll be missing Sudhakar. So today we are going to discuss a very important topic from a military leader, and it's about how military life shapes professional careers. And we are pleased to welcome Dimple to our show. So Dimple Rawat is a retired quadrant leader turned HR leader with over 21 years of rich experience in developing. managing and coaching people in contributing to productivity culture and cost savings initiatives with a strong focus on overall organizational development her initiatives in change management business excellence and transformation made her a true business partner and a well appreciated employee champion in the lockdown dimple explored herself and found her real passions and dreams she always strives to do anything that benefits the women community at large Dimple's life is a living example of having experience in crisis management under extreme pressure situations and adverse climatic conditions and terrain. She participated in two wars, Kargil war and the operation Parakram and glad to know that Dimple has won many accolades. She is a gold medalist in Air Force Technical College Bangalore, exceptional award by DASI which stands for Directorate of Air Staff Inspection. Award winner of HR Excellence and Women Excellence and HR Bama Award, a woman of substance. So likewise, she holds a lot of accolades and appreciation throughout the industry. She is seen as a thought leader in the HR fraternity as well as in the overall industry. So we are really pleased to have you on the show, Dimple. Welcome again. So first of all, thank you so much, Naveen, for inviting me on your you know esteemed platform. I'm extremely humbled and happy to be here. Delighted to be here. So looking forward for this discussion Wonderful. today. Thank you for the kind words and let's get started, Dimple. Dimple, uh, to begin with, can we talk briefly about your life in military? How did you get into military? Okay, great. I remember, you know, after twelfth, when I went for my engineering, I was in third year of my engineering. I encountered first time the newspaper advertisement, which was there in our community room. So we had a room. We used to go for prayer, you know, after the hostel gates used to be locked. So six o'clock was the time we were supposed to come back, and we used to have a prayer. There I found this newspaper, and then I started reading it. I saw one photograph of a woman officer in uniform, and you know it was very fascinating. There was nobody in my family from defence forces, and those days you know girls were uh, very very few in defence forces. I think twenty to twenty five were there already, and this was something new. It was a challenging, adventurous, and I was looking for something you know which challenges the status quo. And moreover, Navin, I will just tell you one thing that we are three sisters, and I thought that. If I join this, it will bring lot of pride for my parents. So these were few reasons, and then I read the QR. The QRs were that you need to have sixty percent aggregate for all the four years of your engineering. 
and I really worked hard because you can imagine these days it is so easy to get the marks. Those days we used to struggle, and then somehow I got seventy one percent marks in the final year, and then uh, I applied for the I filled the form that was cleared, and I went for Air Force Combined Aptitude Test. After that, there is a SSB. A service selection board test and after that cleared the medical and finally on 6 July 1998 I was commissioned with Indian Air Force so this is how I landed up in military so called military <laughs> wonderful wonderful experience exposure and great foundation with defense wonderful that's so inspiring actually because it, in those days it was not easy for a girl to think about military and all wherein it is specially treated okay it's for boys kind of thing and you were able to successfully get into that and now standing as an inspiration so really proud of you dimple so dimple slightly talking again about your military transition to corporate now you are a hr leader like how did the transition happen i would say transition wasn't very difficult it was because we were very very sure you know that um, i was very sure that after 11 years i have to join corporate world because i first uh, signed a bond of 6 years then i took an extension of 5 years and uh, defense foundation defense teaching the kind of comprehensive training they give to us i was very confident that you know outside also i will do well and i uh, enrolled myself for mba in into hr before leaving air force i started doing a course with iim calcutta i reached there it was a 6 months course and uh, also one interesting thing i would like to tell you navin that uh, hr you know so being an engineer why did i select hr it was because hr uh, first time it was by chance i tell everyone this because when i reached my uh, unit and the commanding officer told me that you will be hr head also so those days hr i had not heard only so 99 only i became the hr head or hr flight commander for my unit then journey went on and you won't believe i started enjoying it more in the, when you are impacting more people when i am as an engineer i was working on my missiles and my team uh, maximum was of 80 people but when you are a hr person you are influencing and impacting and helping 300 people 400 people so i started enjoying that role and i realized that i am good at power of human connections so i was very sure and i still remember i'll just tell you one incident i asked one of the professor professor prakul uh, agnihotri at uh, iim calcutta that uh, so what should i change to become a good hr professional It is nothing. You don't have to change anything. Only the weapons will be changed. No more stain MC or your missiles, you know, or revolver. Now it is all you have to change or use is your power of human connections, empathetic leadership, or what we call today is the listening. You know, the good listener. So it wasn't a, I think, difficult journey. As soon as I came out, and then my husband, that time he was posted in Pune. I joined him, and then I joined a Dutch company as HR head, Vanderlande Industries, and then journey from there. I think I have covered now ten years. A beautiful journey, learning full of. learning and i'm enjoying this journey like the way you are speaking your passion is coming out actually like and uh, one thing what i observed is you are a continuous learner and you have that play in terms of okay what next for me and you upgraded yourself and talking to iim professors and also which is really great coming to the next question dimple what are some of the learning aspects from the military that help you become a strong hr professional 
lot of i think whatever i am today is because of the kind of training indian air force has given to me or my course mates i would say most of us are you know outside now and we all are working and using those strategies or what we learn from there so you know talking about the first learning i would say today we talk about servant leadership but do you know the servant leadership we talk today in the context of agile agile mindset we say that you know we need to have flat hierarchy uh, it's all team which is together but these are all come from defense it was all there so many years back so uh, you know because uh, you have rank on your shoulder you don't become an officer right so to become an officer to become their leader you know if i talk about myself my team I had sixty people. They had all different age groups. Some starting with twenty years because we have soldiers who are who are twelve pass. So twenty to fifty five years. So then their average experience was thirty five years, and I had only experience of two years or one year. So then you can imagine how much I learned as a leader. And also, I think uh, the thing is that you need to lead with example. You know, when uh, the Kargil war was there, or when the Operation Parakram was there at Operation, when Kargil was there, I was just a trainee. You know, I just finished my training and I joined, and then I had uh, uh, OJT. OJT is on-job training, and I think uh, Navin, I had the best OJT because uh, I learn a lot. You learn a lot in real war situation. Uh, then, when I was in the uh, Operation Parakram, when I was leading my team there, you know, the kind of experience I had, it was very clear to me that position leadership doesn't work. It is all your people leadership which will work. So this I picked up from there, and I think the empathetic leadership we all are, have been talking about in this last. one year we have heard it so much during the corona time so i think there's one thing which i picked up from there second is importance of continuous feedback communication right so if i give you the example you know the war is declared you go and your commanding officer gives you war order so if you misinterpret that order it can create a havoc right it can be a disaster if you don't prepare the missile as per the requirement of war and you are firing you know firing against the aircraft of the you know enemy enemy aircraft it misfires it is a disaster there is no you know place for failure because if you don't hit that target it will hit and it will definitely you know can bomb your own runways so it is very important to have that kind of communication between the teams and uh, when we are preparing missile there are five to six teams which work there and i think it is equally important in corporate and in our, our personal life also navin if you are talking to our family members our friend then relation goes for a top so it is very important to have that uh, continuous communication which is very important and third thing i think which i would say is i have learned to work every day you just mentioned and that's my favorite statement that continuous development one percent every day this i picked up from my defense life because there we believe more you sweat in peace less you bleed and burn so we are always you know on the readiness platform if error is there we don't take much time because we are preparing every day for that and do the same thing i mean i believe in learning unlearning and those are the important thing positive mindset is very important which again i picked up from there sky is the limit you can do everything everything has a solution you have to understand the problem and just work for that so i think this has really helped me these are few learning which i am telling you but i mean they have been with me and they really helped me to actually shape me as a good hr professional three key takeaways like servant leadership which we are talking in today's agile world has been there in the existence and empathetic leadership open communication and continuous learning i think these are all wonderful thoughts actually 
so talking a little bit about comparing military versus corporate like how military life is different from the corporate life of course we can see like the overall setup wise it is more of got to do with mental work when it comes to corporate whereas it is more of physical work in the military but are there any nuances that you want to share in terms of work life in terms of uh, professional work aspect of it yeah sure so i think you know when we talk about the differences the differences in corporate as well as you know the the difference is because of the kind of work we do kind of us the difference has and the kind of purpose the corporate has so th- there is a difference so when i talk about like we just spoke about agile so agile we talk about no hierarchy you know flat hierarchy but in defense we do have hierarchies and that's the requirement because in case there is a war and everyone you know there is no leader and you are not listening to the orders you are not following the orders then everybody you know it's a teamwork then if there is uh, no leader then everybody will go in different directions so it is very important in defense to have that kind of hierarchy but again the hierarchy is also it is not the position leadership which i said it is people leadership they inspire everyone to work they never force anyone okay so everybody is self inspired motivated so this is the first thing i think uh, which uh, is different second thing is the selection procedure is i i found that the procedure I, if i tell you the process of selection of officers in a force or military you know in army also it is totally different we undergo there are many qr like i said first is that you need to have some qrs your education your age group your eyes uh, you know your, your physical fitness and after that you can apply for it then you go for air force combined aptitude test and after clearing that you go for ssb service selection board service selection board again is not one day program it is a five day program and it is very very scientific and psychological based so in case you fail the psychological exam on the day one then you are sent back then you can't fight for the next four days so scientific i think it is required because flying officer or a, uh, if i talk about army you know lieutenant he has to go and lead his team in the difficult adverse weather condition difficult terrain and sometime under the observation of enemy so it is very important to have those kind of the olq we call it leadership officer like qualities it is required to have so that's why it is a scientific process of selection i would say the next thing which i have seen little different is the counseling part it is mandatory in military to counsel the soldiers the officers continuously once in quarter and it is not only done by the direct supervisor in a month or quarter the register it goes to the officer ic and then finally it goes to the commanding officer also questions which we ask navin are not only related to the professional one but again these are personal questions also you know why because uh, most of them are without the families there you know the families the children they are in the different life uh, cycle so the children they stay with mother and they other stations uh, you know maybe at some other city so there we also check their engagement level is the engagement level so uh, we don't have to do it every year we do it frequently i mean this is just a way to know whether this person real time information you get about the engagement level of the person it's very important next is the well being it is only limited employee that is the soldier or officer but it is extended to the families also to just give you an example we have beautiful organization of women called afwa air fight welfare association so they at the station level then they are at the command level then they are at the air headquarters level so you can imagine i mean the kind of you know bonding we have the collaboration we have 
and how we upskill these uh, women we help them upskilling by giving them some vocational free trainings you know all these trainings are at the peanut of uh, prices children they also have a very good growth because uh, there are summer camps there are free you know cash show classes just for 200 500 rupees per month i mean just peanuts so children they learn they become more confident so this is one part which i miss i think because uh, you know our working hours are definitely limited in corporate families because it is not anybody's fault because the working hour is from 9 o'clock till 6 o'clock you don't have time you know you go back and then again sometime you open your laptop so you are busy but there the you know time you won't believe uh, i used to be in office by 6:45 in the morning and i was back by uh, you know 3 o'clock so this is one thing not the least i would say the physical fitness and then uh, because you rightly said it is all mental as well as you know you have to be mentally very strong leader but you have to be physically fit you have physical you know examination every year you undergo medical tests you have to have your weight under control you need to be physically totally fit so this is what i think um, are some of the uh, differences between the culture of defense and uh, corporate I wonderful i think you have covered pretty much everything and in fact it looks very exciting for me probably people should try getting into this uh, defense and all to enjoy that life definitely yeah. definitely of course uh, it has a lot of bigger selection process and all but definitely people can enjoy the benefits of it right yeah yes you become a very good human being and i think uh, the best part is navin you have a very uh, work life balance is also very good there and it makes you a total uh, good human being i would say great great conversation dimple dimple now flipping the question what are the commonalities between defense and the corporate okay <laughs> <laughs> yes so the first i think common thing between both defense as well as corporate is both of them they feel that human resource is the strongest pillar of them i mean they have the most competitive advantage you know we talk about technology everything but still we both believe both the world believe that human resource is the main resource. i'm not talking about hr department i'm talking about each and every employee each and every soldier counts you know each and every officer count So this is the first thing which is common when we talk about the structure also so like in corporate we have hr department and all so there also we have it department hr department we have a strong scm that is your supply chain management we have operation department so structure is a, somehow you know same i would say and uh, air force or uh, defense they are more self sustaining kind of uh, organization and uh, when i talk about third thing which is training and development which i like too much in corporate also where you are continuously upgrading your employees your leaders your successor similarly we have lot of training and development part and defense so knowing we have lot of colleges our own colleges where we have cross service experience where army officers navy officers and air force officers also come they do the training together so that is one thing i like that categorization professionally you need to be always on your toes so there is a professional category you need to maintain that so you will have exams so you will have to learn i think every time uh, that is uh, i think very very important and uh, these are few of the similarities i would say so uh, dimple in the introduction i mentioned you have won several awards and accolades and recently you have been honored on the women's day with this one of the 100 inspirational stories of women to inspire the next gen at uh, next gen at young leaders right <laughs> by global women inspiration forum and all so what really motivates you like because i have not seen many people with so many awards and they still have that fire in the belly and keep moving and all right so what exactly is your motivation 
So first of all, I mean, uh, award only is not my motivation. I always want to do my best. But I think award, you always like it. Somebody recognizing your work, it motivates you definitely. So I never used to apply for award. Now I am with Vicky Women Indian Chamber of Commerce, UPHR. And I'm doing a lot of work with them for women. Uh, the awareness session for the college students and then mentoring, then leadership coaching for uh, college girls. So there, uh, I, I found that there were some, you know, award categories which were given. I just applied and I, I did a lot of hard work uh, for that. You know, you have to prepare the PPT. You have to uh, send a lot of certificates to them. But I'm happy that they recognize my work. It really, I mean, it's a good thing to uh, get these awards. Wonderful. So, from your HR hat, right? What is something that you are observing in today's workforce, especially the millennials and the Gen Zs and the so-called centennials, right? What are some of the observations from the workforce? What should people do differently? Or maybe I'll try to summarize it in a different way. What should they start, stop, and continue doing for a long-term career? Because with this digital transformation picking up a lot of momentum the gig workforce is going to come into picture and probably we may not have this long-term employment and also those are some of the talks that we are coming across and all right so keeping in view of these things so what are some things which you continue start and stop so first of all they are very very inspiring i would say the new generation and i love their energy kind of knowledge they have and they are continuously learning and they are also unlearning. They have the ability to unlearn also, which is the best part. The unlearning is more important than the learning part, right? They are all agile. They are ambitious, and the expectation has also, you know, had a shift. If you have noticed, now their expectation from HR or from the company is that uh, HR should provide them a company which is winning in the market. And I feel that's a responsibility of HR. You know, that uh, my employees, they're doing so much and it is my responsibility to give them a winning company. So what majorly they ask for is, I will summarize that into three C's. They are looking for more community kind of an attitude. They're looking for more collaboration and they're looking for more of communication. And I really love this, the way they ask the questions. You know, you have one info session and just see kind of questions all the employees they ask not only in my company but you know when I talk in uh, my circles so uh, they are interested in everything you know what we are doing what are our strategies how you are planning to go there how we are planning to react to the market so this is really good energy and think I and I think we should also have that reverse mentoring we should also learn from them I, I say always they are striving for excellence which is a great thing they are looking for total mindfulness now the hybrid model they want so I think these are the good points which they should continue and what they should uh, you know just take care I would say is that everybody is looking for a shortcut you know most of them and they want to uh, you know become successful immediately <laughs> have to remember that every tree has a life cycle put the seed in the soil and then you need to water it it will germinate then the shoots will come and then the plant would be there then it will bear the fruits so that process is there I would only say that I want them to enjoy the journey you know not just wait for the destination to come and keep learning and you know enjoy this become more resilient and the patience patience and empathetic learning is one thing which I think they can learn more they're, they are good at but they can learn more. So I think these would be the few things as HR what I feel. But I'm very happy that they have so much of passion to ask questions. You know, challenging the status quo. I mean, the time is changing and it is so interesting. So these would be my first uh, few of, uh, you know, pointers which I would like to 
wonderful dimple so one thing that resonated with me is people are looking for those fancy titles and all right everybody want a leader or a manager kind of position but what happens after you go there again you are not satisfied you want to scale up scale up scale up but enjoy the journey yes. enjoy the journey while you scale up the ladder yeah definitely all right so yeah so definitely. great conversation and we have been talking very seriously about the hr domain and all So let's look at other side of dimple. Okay. <laughs> Bring some personal element to this conversation. And are you ready for a quick rapid okay. fire? Yes. So let me shoot the first bullet to a defense officer. Okay. So what is the secret about you that you didn't share with anyone so far? Oh no, Navin, this is a wrong question <laughs> because you know my life is open book, okay. and I think um, everybody knows okay. about me. Uh, which I have changed uh, recently is I myself is on self-discovery mode. Corona time, you know, I just reflected back and uh, I've uh, started thinking what were my passions and dreams. So now I've started chasing them more passionately. I would say. <laughs> Wonderful, so energetic, Dimple. Like I'm really liking the conversation. Here comes the next one. Like if you were given a superpower to choose from, what would it be? Superpower, I don't know. But if I am given a superpower, first of all, I would you know eradicate this corona because it kind of impact the economic impact it has created. I mean, the biggest recession we are into after World War Two. So I would like to eradicate this with the superpower, and I would like to create a world of equality, you know, happiness, and uh, where there is no stress. I mean, uh, people are not running in the rat rat race, and every child is enjoying the childhood, and you know, we are here to have this uh, journey, and where I think that I can do with the superpower, I would like amazing to do that. thoughts, amazing thoughts. So next one, given a chance to time travel, like would you go back in the past or cruise into the future? No, no hurry into the future. I said that I enjoy my journey, and I'm a strong believer of presence. I love to be in the presence. I read a lot. Yes, if you give me a chance, if I have to go back, I would like to go back to my childhood and again play those games, you know, which are not there for my children today. So a pitu, or you remember we used to have kho kho, kabaddi, and dodgeball, and I think stapu. So. Again, go back, play those games, learn swimming. So the swimming I missed, and I think uh, I would do that. And um, I think uh, rest I enjoy yeah. my present. You're making me nostalgic as well, talking about that kabaddi, koko, and all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what are three things that you cannot uh, live without? Three things I can't live without. Okay, I think I can't live without my strong ethics, my values, uh, discipline, life, which I still have because of. You know uh, the kind of foundation we uh, Air Force has given me, and uh, you know Touchwood. I'm still uh, serving the nation indirectly through my husband. He's a self defense officer. I live without my family, my morning routine, and I think my passions uh, to work. So continuously Saturday, Sunday also I keep myself engaged, and you know I do sessions uh, for the awareness or something which I can you know help or inspire the people. So I think these are my uh, few things which I can't Super. live without. What is the strangest thing? You have ever eaten? Strangest thing? I think you know. I like food and I eat everything. I don't. Uh, I don't relish the seafood mm-hmm. much. So I think um, you know that. What do you call that? Sippies. There are uh, not crab. So there are um, two covers to it, and there is a small in- oh, okay. insect. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was horrible. <laughs> While you know, other people they said it was a delicacy. Quite but, interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So last one for the rapid fire. Given a chance to live on a different planet, which one would you choose and why? Ah, uh, different planet. No, I love my Earth. It is so green. It is, you know, it has given so much. I think my relations, 
it gives me energy i don't want to go to any other planet i'm happy here because you know if you see it is a perfect example of having everything it has mountain it has sea it has you know beautiful resources which it gives us so i enjoy being on earth and i want to continue to be on earth <laughs> amazing amazing thoughts you can send me yeah i mean i'm happy just send me to himalayas i will just go meditate there and come back but um, i would prefer to be on earth only <laughs> Super people. So one last question for this uh, overall conversation. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to grow big in their career? Because you are a seasoned leader and you have seen the defense and also I really want you to share some advice to our listeners so that they can benefit out of it. Definitely. So Naveen, I think first I would say that everyone should dream big. It's very important that you should be inspired to dream big, set goals and goals are you know a short term goal long term goal what you want to where you want to see yourself after 2 years after 5 years and there is one bridge between the present and the goal which is called discipline it is very important to have that kind of discipline so this is the first thing which i want to tell you second thing which i can advise uh, you know what i have seen in my life hard work never go wasted so we have read and you know these were the thought for the days there is no substitute to hard work but really this is my mantra life mantra work hard i i will just tell everyone keep learning keep reinventing yourself you know and it is very important for everyone to be ethical so when you are because you are just stepping into your careers it is important to do the right thing from the beginning only and if you are ethical you know you build trust with people you will be liked by everyone and you will have strong credibility that is what is just run behind your passion do not run behind the money because if you are running behind the money money will also move out from your pocket or somehow but if you run behind your passion money will come automatically to you so you don't have to worry and i think uh, finally i would say that please take care of your health and believe and have you know full faith on the full mindfulness what we talk about today so i think these would be a few of my advices uh, to the upcoming generation or the people who are just entering into the career wonderful so dream big and focus on your passion don't run behind the money yeah these are excellent takeaways uh, at least from my side i'm sure our audience are going to love each and every bit of this conversation so dimple thank you so much for joining me today and it was a great pleasure to host you and discuss about this wonderful topic how military or defense life shapes professional careers thank you so much for your time no my pleasure and i'm so privileged and honored to be here today thank you so much navin and you are doing a great job your show is rocking continue keep please touch the sky with glory thank thanks you thanks again thanks for the kind words and because of support of leaders like you we are able to move forward and because we are getting energized and inspired by these conversations and that is propelling us to do more no no thank All you right. so much so thank you again and folks if you have liked this episode please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues for whom you care for because the guiding voice podcast series is a purely not for profit venture and our team puts in a lot of effort to bring the best conversations to all our listeners and our purpose is very clear we want to provide curated guidance to all the professional students out there be it from engineering b schools and all the it employees and entrepreneurs so that all of you can make informed decisions based on the insights that are driven by the industry experts coaches leaders 
or academicians across the globe because if you share this with your friends it helps them also learn great insights from every episode or if you are listening to the guiding voice podcast on the apple podcast please do not forget to leave a review and a five star rating because every rating will help us expand our reach and contribute to our mission to shape the careers and lives of millions of people across the globe and if you are watching the episode on youtube please do not forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel and last but not the least i want to reiterate please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues thank you so much in advance all right so it brings us to the previous segment of today's episode so folks today's trivia is about microsoft did you know that microsoft had sued a high school boy yes you heard it right and do you know the reason let me tell you that boy has launched a website with the domain name micro soft which is sounding phonetically similar to microsoft so microsoft set up a legal defense against a high school student mike ro his name is mike ro m i k e r o w e so due to a phonetic resemblance of microsoft with their brand name microsoft considered it to be a trademark infringement and sued that boy interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and i'm signing off for today